This episode of the Astro Powder Podcast is brought to you by Gama. Synchronized monitoring and control of your entire automated process is the core of Gama's Magic Control 4.0 data management systems, with options like line management, offering deeper insight into productivity and consumption, or energy management, allowing you to monitor and save both energy and air consumption, or batch management, offering tracking of powder used to coat production batches. Gama provides the very best in technology and connectivity for smarter factory automation. To learn more about Gama's Magic Control 4.0 data management systems, visit completeitwithgama.com. Connect it, control it, track it, synchronize it. Complete it with Gama. Hey all you powder coating fans, and welcome to episode 24 of the Ask Joe Powder podcast. I'm your host, Joe Powder, aka Kevin Miller, and with me is my esteemed colleague, sidekick, he's an incomparable cook and formulator, Nathan. He's the formulator dude for Powder Coating Research Group. It's for all you donkey! We're broadcasting from the Powder Coating Research Group Studios in Columbus, Ohio. The purpose of the Ask Joe Powder podcast is to bring the latest news and technical know-how to the global powder coating community. Let's get it rolling. All right. But before we do... Shout out. I'd like to give a hearty shout out to... Sheila Lamoth. Sheila wears many hats. She's the editor of Powder-Coated Tough magazine, which is a flagship publication of the Powder-Coating Institute. And I'm going to note that the most recent issue of PCT celebrated women in powder-coating. Very well done, Sheila. It was an excellent excellent, uh, issue of uh, the magazine. She's also the VP of Strategic Initiatives for CCAI, which is the Chemical Coders Association International, and the program manager for Women in Finishing Forum, which this year is going to be held on the 4th through the 6th of October uh, in South Bend, Indiana. You can get details about that from www.womeninfinishing.org. Here's a little little known fact about Sheila. She and her husband train canines to be guide dogs for the blind. And one last tidbit, she's a diehard Miami Dolphins fan. You wonder how I would know this? She's named one of the most recent guide dogs, Big Zonka, who's an Ohio native. And if you've been around long enough, you'll know Larry Zonka played fullback for the historic undefeated 1972 Miami Dolphins. Okay, well, it's time now for our Guess What segment. Guess what? All right, here's a item from European Coatings. Um, as of January 1st, the new China Reach, also known as China New Chemical Substance Notification, is being officially enforced 
Um, enterprises which manufacture or export new chemicals into China should begin complying with the new regulatory requirements laid out in the new China Reach. Included in this are some significant updates regarding notification scope, type procedures, material requirements, and post-notification requirements. Boy, if it's anything like uh, the European Union reach, it's a, a bureaucratic mess at times, and and it can be quite costly. But I understand people need to nations need to have control over. Yeah, material. I think it shows that China's just taking the um, environmental and the chemical issues seriously, and it's just going to be a little bit more red tape to import and export different chemicals, but it's, you know, you have to register all your new substances with this. Kind of makes sense. I right? you know, can't, can't, can't doubt them for that. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll just see how it goes. This one's from Paint Square. The U.S. Green Building Council announced earlier this week that it's expanding its Lead Earth campaign to homes, communities, and cities around the world. Lead Earth is designed to bring lead to countries where green building is still emerging. The program offers certification at no cost to the first project in an area certify. New projects became eligible for consideration this month. Finally, from paint and coating industry, IFS announced that the company's broken ground on a new facility near their current headquarters in Gainesville, Texas. It will initially be a 40,000-square-foot facility as part of a 70,000-square-foot planned expansion. Scheduled to open later this year, the new building will accommodate increased capacity, new technology, and will include a space for manufacturing, warehousing, and development projects. So they're growing. Yeah, and, you know, this is a real, you know, kind of exciting news. And, and hats off to our friends at IFS. You know, they're a privately held, medium-sized company, and they've just been really, really putting a lot of energy into powder coating technology and industry over the last 10, 15 years especially. And and uh, I think they're making some things happen. So, you know, you guys are doing a great job. We uh, we salute you. Rock and roll. Okay, friends. Now it's time for the question and answer portion of our podcast. Do you have a question? Ask Joe Powder. Well, you can ask him. Ask Joe Powder. He has the answer. That'll answer. answer. Powder coding. It's the Ask Joe Powder podcast. Our first question comes from Nicholas in Dayton, Ohio. He asks... Joe, hello. I hope this message reaches you well. Our powder qualification effort for the United States Air Force is moving forward at a steady pace. We're starting to focus on how to effectively remove powder coating layers since the field often needs to conduct non-destructive inspections. Do you recommend chemical agents, media blasting, or a third option? There are concerns regarding the burn-off method and fluidized sand bed because of the potential of losing temper and alloy properties. With respect to chemical agents, do you know of any type of non-methylene chloride chemical agents that work well? Which blast media types work well? Any information would be greatly appreciated. Okay, Nicholas. Hey, it's nice to hear from you, and it sounds like the program is going well. Here's where I would start. I would check out with these two companies have to offer, and this is this is uh, in the United States, so you know, our international friends, I don't know, you, you may find uh, other options in your uh, region. But Hubbard Hall and Solvent Clean. Solvent Clean is spelled with a 
K-L-E-N-E. But check out those two companies. Both have uh, developed strippers that do not contain methylene chloride, and they emit no hazardous air pollutants. I've used one of those products successfully, and as a matter of fact, I recently stripped the paint from the nose cone, essentially, uh, of my wife's trusty 1973 Grumman Traveler airplane. This was back when the weather was kind of cold, and the stripper worked perfectly at room temperature, and I was even able to get away with this uh, process in my basement due to lack of smelly solvents in the stripper. So it's very uh, easy to use, non-toxic, effective, um, and and it doesn't cause a lot of uh, uh, worker exposure issues. You mentioned media stripping, and, and it's it's a good technique. The thing that's important is to use the proper medium. Um, you need something that's aggressive enough to strip, but not too aggressive that it's going to damage the surface. Uh, from personal experience, I've used um, glass or ceramic beads to gently remove coatings uh, and and remove the coatings without damaging the substrate. Uh, you mentioned high temperature stripping, and you know that would include burn off and also um, sand, you know, uh, hot sand, hot sand type methods. Um, you mentioned about. Uh, the alloys and everything, and certainly with with aircraft type alloys, um, raising the temperature to those those you know required for those types of processes, it, it's a no go. I would stay away from uh, these types of stripping methods unless um, unless you've got really heavy cast metal parts. You know, I'm talking maybe even cast iron or something like that, which I don't believe you're going to encounter um, with uh, aircraft-type scenarios. So anyway, Nicholas, I hope this helps. Best regards, Joe Powder. Okay, now a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for a solution to coat your most difficult products with no touch-up? Then Gama's dynamic contouring equipment is the right solution for you. Unlike robotic coating, dynamic contouring offers greater flexibility without all the programming hassle, while correctly positioning each powder gun to automatically coat your parts. For more information, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. Automate it. Position it. Detect it. Code it. Complete it with GEMA. The Powder Coating Research Group is a proud sponsor of the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. PCR is the only independent laboratory dedicated to powder coating technology. We do everything from raw material evaluation, formulating the next generation of coatings, new product development, testing, troubleshooting, training, and consulting. To find out more, visit our website at powdercoatingresearch.com. Or you can email Kevin Biller at kevinbiller at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening to the Astro Powder Podcast. 
All right, we're back. Our next question is a two-parter, so we'll start it off with part one. It comes from Frank in Rhode Island. He says, hello, Joe. I enjoyed reading your technology interchange article on polyester coatings. I'm in the pet tag industry and searching for a powder which I can apply to my tags that can be sublimated with transfer paper using a dye sublimation process. We're presently buying a pre-painted aluminum material. The problem is the edges are not protected, and it doesn't look like a quality product. I'd like to powder coat the tags. We've had some local coaters apply a white coating, which looks great, but the coating will not accept the heat transfer. Okay, Frank. Um, All right, well, using powder as your base for dye sublimation, it's a good idea, and it's a well-known technique in the industry. So let me fill you in on some of the details. The powder coatings that have been specifically designed to accept dye sublimation are not just your regular off-the-shelf polyesters. Uh, These are specially formulated products, and they're usually based on high-quality polyurethane chemistry. So have your coder request a powder that can accept the sublimation process and see what they say. Most of the major powder coating manufacturers actually have a product, request a high-quality polyurethane powder. Tell them that you'll be using it for a base for the dye sublimation process, and I am certain that they can help you. Uh, And, Frank, if you need any more information, give me a shout. All right, and Frank did, in fact, need some more info. He replied, Hi, Joe. I'm totally brand new to the process. Do you offer consulting? I really want to do this correctly and eliminate the learning curve as much as possible. I've purchased basic powder coating equipment for experimentation. Our current volume is 5,000 to 10,000 tags weekly. The best seller is a 2 by one GI tag. Don't laugh, but our research oven is a GE intended for in-home food preparation. The GE is the most accurate in temperature control. Not sure if the convection feature will help in keeping the temperature even. Okay, Frank, you told me not to laugh. Okay, I, I'm, I'm smiling, but I'm not laughing, uh, Frank. You know, the, the GE oven is not a bad idea. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you some things from my experience. Um, uh, I prefer the electric convection over the gas convection for temperature stability. I, I have personal experience with this. I'm not coating parts in uh, my kitchen or even my garage and curing them with a with a regular kitchen stove. However, a little bit of a story. Um, my lovely wife started a custom cookie business, uh, biscuits, you might say, in, in other parts of the world, uh, out of our home. And she was having a problem with the quality consistency of her products, these, these cookies, which led me to investigate the temperature recovery time of our GE convection oven. This was a gas-fired convection mm-hmm. oven. I used a, a, a temperature data logging instrument from our laboratory, and what I found was the recovery time with gas convection was much longer than the actual bake time that was required for these cookies. So my wife would open up the oven mid-bake. She'd rotate her baking sheets, which were full of cookies, and then she'd lose so much temperature, she'd close the oven, and it would not recover in time to bake the cookies properly. So we did a little bit of research, and we found that 
an electric convection oven had a much better temperature consistency and a much quicker recovery time. So we bit the bullet and we bought an electric convection oven and voila, she was back making perfect cookies first time every time. Another thing I want to just mention, kind of, uh, you know, underscore is regarding your operations, you need to get the proper powder chemistry and very closely follow the bake conditions to ensure that the powder is completely cured. So when it says time at temperature for the powder, this means after the parts that are coated reach that temperature, that's when you start your clock for how long they need to bake. So... I do a little bit of testing before I, I would uh, commit a lot of material and and um, and substrates, but you know just keep these things in mind and I think you're going to be fine. Good luck, Joe. Okay, everyone. Before we go, let's fill you in on some upcoming events. Hey, friends, where are we going to an upcoming event? All right, and Kevin mentioned this in the shout out, but we'll mention it here again the um, ccai is hosting the 2021 women in finishing forum that's october 4th through the 6th uh 2021 south bend indiana at the university of notre dame notre dame i don't know how to pronounce that the powder coating institute's powder coating week has been moved to july now the Paint and Coating Show in Barcelona, Spain is the 1st and 2nd of June, 2021. The Eastern Coating Show, that's the one at Atlantic City, New Jersey, has been moved to November 17th through 19th. That's no longer in June. The European Coating Show in Nuremberg, Germany, that's September 14th through 16th. The Powder Coating Summit, which is held here in Columbus, Ohio. That's the 22nd and 23rd of September. And then on the 28th through 30th of September, Opera Fati is going on in Brazil. Did you mention the... You did. You're going to mention it now. Sorry. All right. We also want to talk a little bit about the Powder Coating Kitchen Short Course that we're holding here at the Powder Coating Research Group in Columbus, Ohio, June 22nd and 23rd. It's a course to learn the fundamentals of powder coating formulating. It's a two-day technical hands-on course to introduce formulators, chemists, and scientists to the fundamentals of creating a powder coating from the ground up. Yeah, guys, this this, this is a, a great course. We've been holding it. For a couple of years now, we did it vir virtually in 2020, but this is an opportunity for you to spend two days in our lab with lectures, hands-on type demonstrations, and actually getting your hands dirty, uh, making powder samples yourself. So if you'd like details about signing up, please contact me, Kevin Biller, at kevinbiller at yahoo.com. All right, powder coating fans, you can catch the Ask Joe Powder Q&A in print. Yes, it's still in print on the uh, in the Powder Coated Tough magazine, which is issued six times a year. Also, 
Polymers Paint and Color Journal, which um, is published in the United Kingdom and distributed throughout Europe and the Middle East. You can also find it at the respective websites of both of those publications. And you can find it at PCI Magazine, which is Paint and Coatings Industry, PCIMag.com, under their Finishing Flash tab. You can find us online at AskJoePowder.com. If you want to be informed as soon as each episode comes out, subscribe on whatever your favorite podcast app is, whether it's Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google, whatever it is. Uh, Look for us on YouTube and Twitter. And if you want to ask a question, you can send it to our email address, which is askjoepowder at yahoo.com. Or you can call in and leave a message at country code 1-478-2-ASK-JOE. That's 1-478-227-5563. This has been a production of the Powder Coating Research Group. Our recording, editing, and music is all done by Nick Page. You can stick around to the end to hear a preview of his exciting new project. And on that bombshell back to the studio keep your powder dry my friends thank you for listening to the astro powder podcast this episode was brought to you by gama Gamma's Optistar all-in-one control unit leads the industry with a design fusing electrostatics and power feed in one compact device. By combining the powder injector and control unit functionality into one device, you get the highest coating efficiency, fastest response times of powder output, and excellent cleaning performance. For more information, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877 877- Four three seven six seven seven one, and be sure to mention Ask Joe sent me. Configure it, feed it, optimize it, integrate it, complete it with Gamma. Sorry, Nick, you're gonna have to edit this. Um, I'm not sure what to say. It's a lead. Oh no, um, you 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 can just <laughs> that's it. I know, but it's like okay, yeah, kinda... green building council imperialism. All right. Hi, this is Nick, the producer of this podcast, speaking to you as the musician Nick Page! Exclamation point! I've got a new album out. It's called Badinage. That's spelled bad in age, all as one word. It means making jokes with your friends. Uh, we got spooky songs like this on it. We've also got happy songs. Like the best. It's almost time for another test. My car's got an injector seat. It's not in the back. And we've got sad songs. Sickness in the pit of your gut. And you feel you can't stand up. There's guitar.
there's accordion. It's got something for everybody, probably. Check it out wherever music is streamed, and you can download it for free at nickstatic.bandcamp.com. Thank you. Welcome to Bad Enough.